0: Oh, we're back, baby. We're back like we stole something. Back like we never left. What's going on, everybody? Um, Welcome to 4 Things. Uh, My name is GM. I'm the host around here. Uh, if you look at the episodes, you'll see that there's been a little bit of a gap where um, we haven't posted an episode in a little bit. That's not because I did one of those things where I said, I'm going to start a podcast and then I just decided to not post episodes for a month or whatever. Like that didn't happen. What happened was um, we're launching this Shrug Life thing. Um, if you haven't checked it out, uh, just real quick before we get into the guest, I want to say you can go over and check that over at uh, shruglife.xyz. Uh, they're four 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 for one shrug. Uh, there's a pack of shrugs that you can pick up for .16, so it saves you a little bit of uh, money. There's 13 artists involved. We'll get into all that um, later on in the show or whatever, but you can go check that out. Um, go check that out now. Um, with that being said, uh, I do have a, a special guest. Um, I would like for the guests to go ahead and introduce themselves, tell the people who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you.
1: Sure, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. My name's Chris B. Murray. I'm a uh, commercial artist out of Philly. Uh, phew, how you might know me? I mean, I've you know been doing. I've I've been working as a commercial illustrator, fine artist for twelve plus years now. I've I've worked for, for everybody's from from Jordan Brand to you know uh, Warner Brothers Music to Bleacher Report to Mass Appeal. Um, just, just a variety of clients. Um, you know, hip hop is my number one love. So, a lot of the work I've done the last couple years has been hip hop influenced. Um, you know, sneaker culture, all that stuff, all the, all the stuff that that we grew up with in the '90s era. Um, you might see a lot of those influences in my work. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here, man.
0: Word, I uh I'm glad to have you, man. Like um Chris actually <clears throat> Chris has a a project also that he's um that he's that he's working on or um that's releasing soon, uh an NFT project. And um he sent me over uh a message and said that he wanted to jump on for the project and uh and i i saw what chris was doing i thought the project was cool i'm gonna be honest like i'm i'm always i always walk like a fine line here and this has nothing to do with shrug life or anything this has to do with even before where like i don't want to be accused of pumping you know projects or anything like that so like I, I can say that i checked it out i thought it was cool um i thought the artwork was cool and uh and then i looked into chris's background and he sent me over his Instagram. And I was like, bro, you're somebody that I would have on the show regardless. Like, like it doesn't like, regardless of the NFT project or whatever, like you're somebody who could stop by here anytime, you know what I'm saying? So like, so that's like your resume spoke for itself or whatever, for what it was. And like, I guess I I can respect people like when they see the, the show and they're like, oh, so you're like an NFT podcast, you know, do you want to talk about my NFT project or my NFTs? But like, to me, I'm like, no, I'm an artist podcast. It just happens to be that NFTs are really fucking big right now. Sure. And if I wasn't talking about them, I'd be stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel the same way, you know, if, you know, I was very hesitant to get into this, um, this, this world at first. Um, but then, you know, it dawned on me, i I'd, I'd, I'd be an idiot if I didn't at least give it a shot. I mean, that's, I think, you know, unless you're moving with the times, I, I feel like you're, you know, it's it's a it's a bad look to to become stagnant and stale and just you know stay in one place. So I think it's important for everybody, even musicians, filmmakers, everybody, to at least try to um, put a foot in this space.
0: That's what I think is funny. Is I follow a lot of um, a lot of creatives on my uh, my timeline from the last <clears throat> excuse me about twelve years or ten years or whatever whatever it is of being on Twitter. Um, and I follow a lot of people, they follow me, and I see them talk about what they do creatively a lot. And to be honest, a lot of the times they'll complain. Like they'll be like, I'm not getting yeah. paid for this, somebody yeah. didn't pay me for that, I didn't do this. And I'm and I'm looking at it like I don't want to be like the slimy guy in the raincoat that's like, Hey, have you heard about NFTs? Yeah, right, hear right. about those. Like, but at the same time, like I wanna be like, guys, it doesn't have to be like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, if you if you just opened your mind a little bit to this shit and didn't sure. look at it as like oh it's all a scam or oh they're you know whatever the yeah. the, the hot topic is yeah. if they just really looked at it like it could benefit them fucking great yeah you so know what I mean? much
1: man so much and and you know that's exactly what it is is somebody reads a headline and then they just write it off completely mm-hmm. oh it's a scam oh it's you know it's a flash in the pan it's not going to be around but if you really like did, I mean. It, what is it? The Staples Center wouldn't have renamed itself Crypto Center if this yeah. wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Nike, Adidas wouldn't have joined with these these NFT projects if it wasn't a thing. Like these these are major major trendsetters in culture, and now you see what they're teaming up with. So if if I can't imagine somebody would see that and say like, oh, this is this is this isn't going to last.
0: Like, well people see that and they think it's a cash grab basically like they just look at it as like oh well of course they're going to get into it nfts are hot right now they're going to make a lot of money off of uh, it so and then foolish. it'll be done like beanie babies in a, in a year or whatever and yeah, i'm like well, no they, it's not to,
1: <laughs> yeah i know it's know? crazy to, and to be fair um you know that's everywhere you turn somebody's mm-hmm. asking what is an nft or talking or showing a project or you know coming up with new nft language and to be to be honest i get burnt out from it yeah you know Yep. It's, it's exhausting talking it's wag I mean, my wag
0: my wag my wag my gm yeah, right, gm right, gm right. <laughs> like yeah, all right GM, I, get it, I get it i get yeah, it i know
1: it's too much could though. you
0: could you imagine if your name was gm for oh 20 years God. and then you come into the space and everybody's saying gm gm yeah, gm yeah. i'm gm yeah uh, king gm like, yeah get the fuck out of here. I it's my name. Like, I know. I, I name, feel bro. like I'm
1: 12 years old again, trying to like keep up with the the Joneses and the latest lingo and shit. But it's like, uh. you know, I think it's important for people, you know, not to toot my own horn, but with like my kind of mindset, like you need fresh blood in this space that doesn't think how, yep. you know, a typical NFTer might mm-hmm. think, you know, I come in this space. I'm like, you know, I see all this lingo and that's cool and how everybody does things. But it's like, I've always taken something and, and, and flipped it and done it my own way. Yep. You know, and I think you need, you know, you need people like that. You need um, that kind of mindset to really push things like this forward. Um, if if it's going to last and if, it, if it's meant to be something, you need people to take what's already there and flip it and, you know, reinvent it and push it, push it even further. But um, yeah, it's funny, man, real quick. It's like, I've worked with a lot of musicians over the last couple of years in in hip hop and wherever. And I, you know, with the project I'm doing now, I'm trying to bring some of those, those musicians into this space and introduce them because, you know, it's, it's at the moment it's lacking in music, but uh, in culture in general. Right. And I don't see that lasting too long. I think it's all going to get flooded pretty soon, but I'm like, listen, guys, this is a way we've worked together in the past. Let me introduce you to this space. It's it's no hassle. I'll do all the legwork for you. Yep. You know, um, what I'm offering, I'm I'm doing obviously the artwork and I want to mm-hmm. animate it to their music. And I've had some, some well-known perfect. producers come on board and say, absolutely. I've had some other well-known producers say, I don't know what it is. And I've had mm-hmm. some other people say, no, I want no part of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, that's just the, um, you know, the, um, environment we're in right now. There's just like a lot of uncertainty until, you know, fucking Jay-Z or Nas, well, Nas already is.
0: And Jay-Z already is And Jay-Z is as well, yeah. I, um, so when I started this thing, four things, uh, six months ago, seven months ago now, um, it's, it's always, like I said, freehand profit, uh, shout out to free. Um, he was my first you know one of my first guests on the on the first episode like yeah he's great man he was getting into the nft world he was you know we were both kind of figuring out together stuff like that um lurk loves you was the same thing like when lurk was on the show like he was just getting into the nft space kind of like we, we were kind of like bouncing ideas off of each other like you know what about this or what about that like it was it was very much like that learning curve or whatever trying to figure it out sure and during that time um you gotta remember this is six seven months ago now or whatever so i was hitting up people you know different rappers and shit where i'd be like hey you want to talk about nfts blah, blah blah nothing you know what i mean yeah, like no reply i'm just like uh, guys i'm trying to help you like i'm trying to yeah. put you, excuse me i'm trying to put you on to something or whatever yeah. um you know this isn't like scary or nerdy or anything else like it's some next level shit and like it got to the point where, you know, I would just kind of reach out to mostly artists and mostly NFT projects and stuff like that, because at the base, the show is always going to be a hip hop show because yeah. I'm involved with it. Like yeah. I, I rapped for 20 years, like I yep. can't just take that out of me. So yeah. it's always going to have like little hip hop influences, little like the first uh, first season we did a lot of like mixtapes type stuff where yeah. we'd have like little skits and bits that would go between episodes and whatever, or like little segments, like a lot of flavor in these, you know what I mean? Just like whatever. that's what we tried to do and um and I, I got a lot of those looks and then just recently i'd say about a month and a half ago um shout out to Psalm one uh okay. sam sam hit me up with a dm where she said I'm, I'm ready to learn and i was like let's fucking go like yeah, let's do this so took the first step that's all you need to do yeah and so i had her on the show we we did a two segment uh episode i would highly recommend for people to go check it out if they're just getting into nfts and stuff like that where she was admittedly a newbie you know she was a yeah. rookie she didn't know anything about this space she knew a very she knew a little bit about it sure. but not a lot Sure. and we sat down and she asked me some questions I broke some things down did some analogies and stuff like that and now she just launched her uh, her first project um, the other day uh, you can go over and follow her um, at hologram Kizzle on uh, on Twitter and check out what she's up to. Um, but they just launched their first NFT and it's not like she just took an old song or something like that and then wants to launch as an, as an NFT. She's working with like an animator and stuff. Like she's that's working cool. with somebody where they're creating characters and, Yeah, that's and you know, cool. like, she gets it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, to me, I'm like, that's, that's dope, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's something with these, uh, with these projects, you know, I'd mentioned before about Shrug Life and, and, uh, with Shrug Life, it basically started <clears throat> to go back to 2009. Shrug life was a thing where when, when you were like, when I first joined Twitter, there was a hashtag that people would use where they would hashtag shrug life. I remember that. Okay. So that's what, to be honest, if you remember that it came from us, like, I'm just being honest. Like if you go go back, if you you search the hashtag and you look in the urban dictionary, we are, we are linked to 2009. Um, And I think the different, the definition might even be linked to 2007 but wow. we have
1: trademark a hashtag or, or that's what we,
0: I, I don't know, but this is, this is all stuff we're kind of like yeah, trying funny. to figure out because we're, we're looking at it. Like this is something that we did or whatever. Like we, we started this shit. Like we've yeah. been doing the shrug life thing. Um, shout out to my boy, Rusty uh, EF cutton Kinetic. kinetic. Um, these are all guys that are hip hop DJs, rappers, yeah, guns. artists. That's well, EF Cotton. Right EF okay, so there's EF Cotton and PF Cotton. Oh, you said EF Cotton. Okay. Yeah, e- oh, my EF- mistake. No, no, no. It's cool. EF Cotton is the DJ for uh, for Currency. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, he, we actually have, like, this crazy story. So, to br- I'll sum Shrug Life up in this one story. I go to South by Southwest, which is something that I would normally do at that time. I went there, like, four years in a row or whatever. Sure. I performed there a couple times. Like, Shrug or uh, South by to me, was, like, it was just a great time during the year to be able to take a break and see people that you've been talking to throughout the year on the internet and whatever. For sure. You know what I mean? So I went to a show. Uh, it was a little flipping currency show. Um, okay. I didn't know that. I had no idea that any, I didn't know what was going on. So I go in and I, and my thing is I grew up on little flip being from upstate New York, you know, this, like yep. to me, upstate New York is a lot more like Houston, Texas than, you know, than it is like New York city. You know what I'm saying? So like, I grew up on like UGK. I grew up on Little yeah. Flip. I grew up on Swisha House. I grew up on um, all that shit. Like that was me. Um, so I saw that Little Flip was doing this show with Currency, and I'm like, yo, I'll go to that. Like, fuck it. Why not? So yeah. I go to the show. Um, I'm walking up to the bar before, like just before everything's opening, like people are just getting there or whatever. And somebody walks by me, and it's Little Flip. And I turn, cool. and I look, and I'm like, yo, that's Little Flip. I should get a picture with him. And then I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna be like that or whatever, like you know, blah blah blah. And then I'm like, no, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm out here, like I like I'm in Texas, like like it's little flip in Texas. Like I've I've listened to flip like growing up or whatever. Like I gotta get a picture with flip. Yep. Like fuck it. So I, I swallow my cool, you know what I mean. And I turn around and I I go to um to the guy, you know, I go flip, and this dude behind him turns around. This bald headed dude turns around and he goes, you want a picture with flip? And I go yeah actually and he goes all right and he like waves to me to like follow him so i'm like okay i don't know where we're going but like i'll follow (laughs) so i start following him and we go to walk on the side of the stage backstage and flip walks by the security guy and he head nods and flip head nods and everything's good manager who's the the bald-headed dude that told me to follow him looks at the security guy nods his head guy nods his head so I know what it is. Like I'm from the world of hip hop and shit like that. Like until yeah. you make it. Um, I, I just I walk yeah. past, yeah. I look at the security guard and I just nod yeah. my head. Security yeah. guard nods his head, I just walk right past. Yeah. So I'm in the I'm in backstage or whatever. I'm smoking with Flip and you know, and and backstage groupies and whatever, living the rap life. You know That's what I mean? Cool. Um Flip goes up and performs, he's on stage, like we're still back there hanging out, and security comes back and they go. All right, y'all. If you're not with Jet Life and Jet Lounge, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, you got to go. And I'm like, Sheesh, I'm not going anywhere. Man. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm. I'm like, <laughs> Sheesh, but but everybody's filtering out, and he and they're going around person to person, like checking credentials and shit. And I'm like, yeah. Ugh. So the yeah. guy walks up to me and he goes, "You got a uh, you got credentials?" I go, "No." He goes, "Yeah, you got to go, man." I was like, nah, "I feel you." Yeah. So I I go to turn to walk out, and I hear a record cut, and um and I hear what up y'all my name is EF cut welcome to jet lounge and I go EF cut get the fuck out of here like I've, I've been following EF cut on Twitter now like we we not just following but we're shrug life like like yeah. that's the homie like what, yeah. are, what are we talking about right now so I quit go in my pocket bro and I pull out my phone and I bring up my Twitter timeline and I'm right next to the DJ booth because they're trying to kick me out of backstage so I I look up in and the, and the DJ's right there EF cut I've never met the dude before in in person I grab his pant leg and he looks down at me like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was, a, and that, I, was a, that was a bold move. It was, but I, but I knew that I was good with him like that once yeah. he realized who I was. So I hold up my phone and I point to my timeline and then I point to me and then I point to my timeline again. Yeah, And he looks and he goes, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I go, I go, I'm with you. And he goes, fucking right, you're with me. And he daps me up and pulls me up on stage. And I ended up showing up on stage for the rest of the show with Jet Life. Just chilling in the fucking, you know. So um, that to me is Shrug Life. Like that to me is community. Like that's like people that I genuinely fuck with, that genuinely fuck with me. I don't have to, they don't worry about my follower count or whatever, whatever. Like this is is how we've been. So when NFTs came around and when I started to really learn about NFTs, I'm like, Oh, this is shrug life. Like, this is exactly what everybody wants in community and shit like that. Like, that's what we do with shrug life. Like, but we just don't have an NFT. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So after six months of doing the show, um, I got a buddy of mine that hit me up and he was the first dude that ever told me about cryptocurrency 10 years ago. He hit me up and he was like, Hey, what have you been up to lately? And I'm like doing this podcast thing and he's like yeah i kind of saw that i noticed like i got an email notification that you had a podcast something nfts something and i'm like yeah and he's like yeah what's going on with that so i explained it to him broke it down and i was like bro you have nfts like you have moon cats and shit like that or crypto kitties and he's like oh fuck i do so this was, was 10 years ago no 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 no. this was just recently the oh, guy okay. that told he was the same guy who 10 years ago told me about cryptocurrency oh, for the first I see, time. I see. and i laughed at him when he told me like i was like y'all are gonna lose your fucking money Ooh, bro. Wow. and um and that that was when bitcoin was you know again nothing you know what i mean so like he's had his ups and downs throughout this whole crypto thing like he's yeah, he's as, been as in everybody right exactly so he knows all about it but to him he was like He said to me, he was like, look, I know these shit coins come out. Like I'm dealing with these shit coins where like you can make a lot of money on them. But once you make the money on them, then they just they just dump and everybody goes on to the next one. He's like, but they don't realize like you could build like a real community around that. Like you could build like real like like value and stuff. Yeah. Just stayed with it. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, it sounds like you want to make an NFT like a project. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know. Do I like, what would that, you know? And I'm like, well, you can launch the smart contract. Right. And he's like, I've never done it before, but I could definitely do that. Like he's been very, very, uh, you know, confident the whole way through where it's like, he's learned the launching of the smart contract. He, uh, he built the site from the bottom up. Like the site is fully interactive where with our site for shrug life, you buy a shrug, it goes into your wallet and then when you click connect to shrug space, it reads your wallet and it'll tell us if you have the shrug in your wallet and then you're able to log in okay. using a username and password into the website. Yeah. So there, it's almost
1: like a membership sort of
0: thing. Ex- exactly. Now yep. the reason why I feel like that's important is because like everybody will say, you have to have a discord. Now I we don't have a discord for this project. Yeah. That not does.
1: everybody does. Some people don't, don't really fuck with the, you know, if, it, if it were up to me, man, I mean, this is, it's like it's like every time I look at Discord, I feel like Neo looking at the Matrix. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit! Can somebody please come up with a better design for this thing? You know, there's just so many moving parts.
0: So here's my theory, and now again, this puts me in a weird place because before we could have this conversation, like a month and a half ago, before we launched Shrug Life, and and you could hear what I would say and you'd be like, Oh, okay. You got some good points, I guess. But now I feel like as like a project lead, quote unquote, people are going to hear what I say and they're going to be like, Oh, well, if you think it's so fucking easy, just do it with your project. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but what I'm saying is, is, um, I've noticed a lot of scams in discords. There's a yeah. lot of people who have lost their assets and stuff from clicking links. That's not yeah. discord's fault, but that's, no. that's just what, that's what it is. Like, this yeah. is where we're at right now. And I don't want my people who I'm onboarding from 12 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago sure, to, to feel like they can go into somewhere, but not click any links. Don't do right. anything. Don't talk to anybody. Whoever you're talking to is probably a scammer. Like right. they don't want to hear that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Another thing is I feel like this is, again, just my opinion, and this is one of those things where I feel like people might give me shit over this, but like I have to say it because it's just how I feel. I feel like discords are cheap. I feel like when people went to go launch projects for the beginning of this thing, they said, how can we form a community quick and fast and cheap? mm mm-hmm. And they said, well, we have this discord thing. Everybody knows discord, like in this, in this crypto community or like in this, uh, this space, like this tech, this tech space, everybody knows discord it's free. Um, it, you know, there, I know there's like nitro and stuff like that, but overall, like you can run a discord for free. Right. You don't have to find somebody that knows how to really build a discord. I know there are people out there that pride themselves on that. And I respect those people. Like I got one of my boys is very good at building discord, yeah. but he, he learned it and he figured it out and it wasn't like building a website. It's different. It's, it's, Much he would different. even say, yeah, Much he would different. even say like, Oh no, it's easier than that Yeah. to build a real website. It costs fucking money, bro. Costs like, a lot of money. It costs a lot of money and it costs a lot of time. Now, for your for a project like yourself, if you guys just launch or if you haven't launched yet, and you no. have like a, a one page up, like you have a minting page, like you have a place for people to go to, that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. That's great. Yep. Like that's yep. not. This is not what I'm what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when the project sells out and you get two million dollars or whatever from selling these things. And, and, and again, I'm not talking about your project, but just sure. in general. or whatever and you're making $2 million you should probably invest that in yourself and invest it in a website. Or invest it back in the business for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah. because we put it in the thing is like here's my problem. We're all about decentralization we're all about we don't want anybody to be able to control what we do essentially. We want to be able to have the reins on what we do. If tomorrow Discord got bought out by Facebook game changer Everything's yeah. different now. Yeah. Everything's different. It's not. Yeah. People can't just say, "Oh no, it'll be the same." No, it won't. I'm telling no, you right now. I've same. seen. You know what it I think
1: happens then is somebody, somebody. I, I even guarantee you right now. There's a team of somebody building the next Discord. What I that might look like, you know. So if that should happen, which it probably will at some point, then the next guy steps up and says, like, "Oh, okay. Well, screw that. Come over here. This is the new place." Because right. originally, I think before Discord. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, you know, I don't have the best timeline with these things. I think it was clubhouse. That was the, the poppin thing. And that's where everybody was living, talking about NFTs. (laughs) And that's where my friend first told me about it. And I was like, well, how do I, how do I get into this space? She's like, you gotta be in clubhouse. That's where everyone's hanging out. It's clubhouse. Uh Nowadays it's discord where, where are NFT projects? They live in discord. Right. communities form and discord and twitter right um so well, yeah
0: so that's what my theory is is that twitter to me has been my original home like that's where from 2009 until now that's where yeah. all my genuine connections that i've met on on the internet you yeah. know and, I, and i'm twitter. the
1: opposite man i've always been instagram because obviously it's image based
0: right right twitter, that makes sense. twitter got
1: yep. no love for me um people make fun I, of us well, for being
0: on twitter all the time man
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean time. I'm learning now though. You know, it's it, it is a it is a cool space. Um, I'm obviously more visual when it comes to content, so I need right. to see things. Yeah. And twi- you know, I'm not the kind of guy that would wake up and say like, "Oh, I'm eating scrambled eggs and frosted flakes for that's breakfast." That's what
0: you know, it's you know funny. That's what everybody always says about Twitter. Is they yeah. like it, that's what we would always hear back in 2009 even where yeah. people would be like, "I'm not going to wake up and tell everybody what I ate." <laughs> And, and I'm I like, what do you Uber guys myself? I'm like, what do you guys do on Facebook? And they're like, yeah. Well, it's different because yeah. and I'm like, why yeah, is it yeah. different? Like we yeah. all do the same shit. And like yeah. to me, I feel like with Twitter, it's all about who you follow. And it's yeah. like it's really about curating your timeline. And the problem is is that in NFTs, it's all encouraged that we all follow everybody all the time. So you end up with a timeline that just has a bunch of different things if you don't filter yeah. your timeline and stuff. That doesn't Really work for even, anybody? Even then,
1: like I, I try to keep. You know, it's weird, man. The hip hop part of me always says, like, ah, oh, what would Sean Price do? Sean yeah. Price wouldn't follow anybody. So Sean I kinda, Price, I, Sean I kinda, Price
0: I kinda, blocked me, baby.
1: Yeah, he'd block everybody. And he, I, no, no, he
0: blocked me. I'm on the list. Oh, uh, I, was, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He blocked feel, me. You
1: should, you should feel honored, man. I am. That's <laughs> why. That's why I'm
0: celebrating right now. Rest in peace, Sean Price. Like that's like that was I was amazing. honorary blocked. He told me get amazing. the fuck out. I love him. yeah I absolutely love that dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, um, yeah, I try to keep that sort of mentality in this space. Like I'm not going to be that guy that's, you know, begging for favors and, and constantly, uh, you know, just kissing everybody's ass. I'm definitely not that guy, but anyway, well, that's,
0: that's what I keep being told to do with the project because I, you know, I'll complain that we're not getting the support with this thing that I really feel like we should be getting. Cause like yeah. I said, like i was saying it's you know it's a it's an idea from 2009 we've all stayed through with each other like you know this thing came around i was like let's launch this this the shrug light thing and i got 13 artists involved um that have been on the podcast that have been around that i've been cool with or that i've been friends with for the last five years from the previous uh podcast that we did sure. called the blind box um everybody stepped up and contributed heads and I did the bodies for those. And then we generated them. Um, there's a hundred different, uh, original designs, a little bit over a hundred original designs. They're generated to 4,444. And then what happens is, uh, when you buy these shrugs, we're going to have challenges for people where we say, um, say, say Chris wanted to be involved with this thing that we're doing and say, we did something where we told people, okay, so today, we're offering a challenge for this uh, crispy artwork and we'll show them the artwork. And then we'll say, in order to complete this challenge, you have to, um, you have to burn two shrugs. One that's a uh, say a a freehand profit shrug and one that's a chiefy shrug, which is another artist. Chiefy is an artist in the project. Mm -hmm. And then one random shrug of, of your choice. It doesn't matter which one. So they they send us two of those to burn. We burn those. And then the third one, the metadata gets replaced on to the Crispy artwork. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So then your piece then becomes part of our collection. Um, if only say five people do that, that challenge that day or whatever, or when it's up for the two days or week that it's up, Mm -hmm. then there's only five pieces out of 4,444 that exist. And then obviously with the burns and stuff, that's going to take those 4,444 and bring it down to, you know, like 1200 or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there's all that stuff that we have going on. And then um, we also have a lot of VR stuff that we're getting into over here where, in my opinion, this is the first uh, real uh, VR entertainment NFT um, where that's hard for people, I think, to understand right now because we're so early in this VR thing where I don't think people see a lot of like the real possibilities of this thing entertainment wise. But we have an interview coming up soon that we're uh, we're releasing with Freehand Profit, um, and we sat down at a poker table at a blackjack table and we played blackjack. And I'm telling you, man, this VR thing is is absolutely nuts. Like, yeah. He's talking about how he just got royalties on his first sale. Like, he's like, you know, I just got my first royalties, by the way. And I'm like, let's fucking go, man. And, like, yeah. I slap his hand in VR. And when I slap his hand, it it, it, it vibrates. Creates, no, it creates confetti. Like, confetti pops out of our heads. Uh, that's cool. So like, there's like little things like that that happen that are just fun to watch. Like, yeah, they're just they're just fun. So we're doing that, and then we're we're doing commercials and stuff like that between. Like it's a it's a full it's like a real thing that we're doing over here. So no, I don't cool. want to plug what we're doing too much because I know, like I said, I want to I want to talk also about what you're up to. But this is something that for the last month has pretty much consumed my life every day. I'm sure you understand how it is. I get it. Yeah, you know? I get
1: it. It's um you know it's a crazy space you know i came into this space as um you know i like to think i'm kind of a um a purist when it comes to art um mm-hmm. i uh i looked at this as a as a way that potentially could knock um you know creating original art touching original art opening original art hanging original art um, going to galleries to see the brushstrokes and all of that sort of thing, you know, um, sending out prints to clients. I looked at this as a um just a, a vehicle to kind of crush all of that and and send it into it, make it almost obsolete. And I was I was against that from the jump, but right. then I kind of you know you have to open your eyes to stuff like this. I mean, I think it's like I said in the beginning, if, if you're not, if you're not um, constantly willing to learn or move forward, then you're, you're stagnant and you're stale and you die. I mean, you, standing in place in a creative world, I mean, you're dead. Yep. So you always have to move with the times. And, you know, so I, you know, as much as I was against it in the beginning, I took another look at it and I just saw all the possibilities that it's allowing artists and creatives to, to to, um, to, to achieve, to, to, um, to, uh, to, to just, just the, 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 the opportunity, just the different, the ways to approach creating art and creating, you know, your brand or whatever. There's just, it's, it's like the wild West. And i people say that all the time. It, it really is. I mean, there's no rules, right. you know, there's no gate, there's nobody saying like, you're not allowed to do this over here, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, this is your thing. I mean, you, it depends on you if if it's successful or not for the most part, but, um, you know, it's really up to the artist to, to take it as, as high or as far as they want to take it. And I, and I really like that aspect. Um, but, but the thing is, it's like the last five or so years, you know, this came at the, 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 the perfect time for me it's like i, I was feeling burnt out you yep. know i was just looking for another way to to change lanes and and you know try out try try my hand and pivot and do something else with with the art that i want to make and this just this nft stuff just came at like the perfect time and um you know it, it allowed me to now work on the thing you know obviously i'm not making money yet because we haven't launched yet Right. But it allowed me to stop doing the work I've been doing. And, and I was, you know, looking back, I, w- I don't think I was really that happy doing that kind of work. I mean, it was basically, in a n- nutshell, I was creating fan art. You right. know, it wasn't my, it wasn't, at the end of the day, it wasn't totally my creation. Right. You know, these last five months, I've been doing stuff I only want to do you know right. i it, it, from from um you know ideas that i've uh, accumulated over the last couple months in my sketchbook now i'm able to work on those pieces and add it to a collection of art and hopefully build a new brand that that will um you know have some shelf life you know the stuff i've been doing it's like you know People see it, they like it, they they buy a print of it, and then they're ready for the next one. Like and I was making work for famous people or of famous people that already had their brand in, in place. Right. You know, I feel like a lot of people were buying my work. Yes, because I, you know, um, style wise, it was nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know what I'm doing when it when it comes to creating art, but the subject matter wasn't my subject. It was right of the people I was drawing or of the groups or of this, you know, the, the other things I was, I was creating, they, they had their brand. I didn't have my brand. Now with this space, um, I have my brand and and that's not to say like once this NFT shit is over and whether it's a success or not, that it's going to die, my brand is done. No, this is going to be my life's work. This is just the beginning of it.
0: You know what I, I yeah Go oh ahead. sorry i didn't i didn't want to cut you off no it's
1: okay
0: um i was i was just gonna say you know what i tried to compare it to people um recently was like because a lot of people because of this whole um because we're so new and we're so early in this people look at nfts and like they'll say well what's an nft project and they'll look at like what the nft project is but they only compare it to like what they know or whatever uh, you of know course what i mean like and so early on the the catchphrase like this is my life's work became a thing where people yeah. say like well this is my life's work like this is my Is that what people work. were saying? Oh, oh yeah that's a, no, oh, no it's like oh that. no it's a thing and, and oh, but okay. but that's what what I'm saying though is you say it because this is what you've been doing your whole life I say yeah. it the same I say it the same way where I'm like yeah. this is what I've been doing my whole life Yeah they say it meaning like these pudgy penguins or whatever are oh, going to yeah, be our life. Bullshit, you know what I mean? And exactly. Yeah. And you're like, well, how do you know that? Like, you yeah. don't know if, I'm like, t- fucking two years or whatever, yeah, you yeah. want to move on to something else yeah. or whatever. Like,
1: yeah. And that's it's, the,
0: it's just bullshit.
1: That's the stuff that turned me off in the beginning. It's like you see these these things, these rug pulls that were just like flip, you know, put together in a in a week's time, and now people are claiming that they're, you know, I think it takes a lot more to call yourself an artist. You have to pay a lot of dues. Yep. You know, I have friends that I went to art school with that I wouldn't even consider artists because they never paid their dues. I've paid my dues and then some. Yeah. And that's why I call it, you know, this is my brainchild. This is my life's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I've, I went through 10 plus years of struggling, of grinding, of, you know, making a name for myself um, to be able to get to this point where I'm at now to... To to take this risk, to take this leap and call this, you know, like my new brand, my new work, you know, for these for these for these other brand or or projects that come out and get like three other guys to do the work or women or whoever and then just say like, oh, this is us now. Um, You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of holes in that story and and I'm not buying it. But, um,
0: yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's exactly what I'm saying. And like, I I get to the point where it's like, when people ask me about this project, they expect me to say, you know, shrug life is my life work. It's going to be here forever. We're going to, you know, until I'm in the grave, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And my thing is like, I've been shrug life since 2009. Yeah. That's not going to stop. Like, it's not going to stop whether like what you're saying, whether this project does this, whether it does that, whatever, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's still going to be shrug life over here. Um, and then at that point, it's like the way I look at these now, these NFT projects or the way I think they should be looked at is more like albums. Yep. So like you drop an album, you, you, if you do, if you drop an album and you know, as an artist, what dropping an album really is, then you know that it's not just putting the album out and then you just go on to make more stuff. Sure. You have to, you have to do the videos, you you have to do the interview. Yeah. You have to do all that stuff. That's what your responsibility as an artist is. Excuse me, and to be honest with you, as an artist, I can say that, in my opinion, that's my most fun part. Like you, you have the material made. Now you have to do the music videos and sure. like all that kind of stuff. That's sure. where you get to actually be the rapper or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's so a, like you know, yeah, and that and that sort of cuts you off. No, go ahead. That's that's what Pharaoh um, and I really appreciated. This Pharaoh Monch um, did recently with his Thirteen Project, and he actually talked about it in some interviews. Um, and I actually did some some images on. Um, some animations on, on one of the videos. And my boy actually did the 13 logo. Um, Shout out to any 40 um, at any 40 on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to check them out. But anyways, he, he talked about, you know, nowadays, I mean, people's attention spans are so short because there's so much content out there that you can put a, a, a classic album out in, in one week and have people forget about it the following week. you know so that's what he's doing he put out this 13 project and he even like now he's still releasing videos for it he's still pumping it he's still going on tour um uh, on you know tonight shows and whatever promoting that you know he's maybe he's working on the next thing sure but for the next however long he's pumping out this project because he doesn't want it to just be something that people liked one day and forgot about the next and i and i like that
0: Yeah. I think, and I think that should be the mentality that we go into these NFT projects with when they get launched. Like you should look at it as I'm going to give this everything I got. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I do the, you know, I'm going to kiss babies and shake hands and and make sure that I, I I do the, you know, the real grassroots, uh, you know, what I got to do. So I'm going to make sure that I, I get everybody to see what we have to offer with this thing, see this thing to the, to the end. And then at the end, if it's like a you know a year down the line or whatever, and everybody's gotten their money's worth, quote unquote, out of this experience, like again, like with, with Shrug Life, where you yeah. know if people if people feel like at the end that they collected some dope pieces of art, they got a chance to hang out in a bunch of VR experiences with us and, and mm-hmm. form real friendships with people, and you know, and consider those those people family and friends for for the rest of their life. That, I did my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel like, you know, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm, I'm like, Oh, what's shrug life going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not what we should be. And I feel like that mentality goes in with like that, like, um, don't sleep mentality where everybody's out here. Like, Oh, don't sleep. Don't sleep. You know, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, sleep when you're dead, blah, blah, yeah. blah. That's just, just going to burn you out, bro. Yeah, like, that's just not going to get you a cool project.
1: Yep. Yeah, it definitely you know? could. I mean, you you got to. You know, I, I'm not. Also, it's like you know, it's it's also people call it the boomer. Uh, they might call you a boomer or something, but I, I don't yeah. follow trends. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I was never a guy, even you know, at a younger age, to like jump after what everyone else was doing. Right, that seemed corny to me. You know, I I always you know, you know, I I, I always um, watch what everything, you know everything that's going on and take bits and pieces of it. But I I was never one to fully dive into something if if i didn't fully believe in it right um with with you know with this with this nft stuff you know it's not going to make or break me but i felt like um you know it'd be foolish for a creative individual to not at least peel back a layer and see what it's about i th- i think if you're not doing that then you're not trying to be a better artist or creative and that's and that's just where it ends or or where it stops for me.
0: Um, have you guys have you guys looked at utility for your project and whatnot?
1: Yeah. So uh, not to go too much into that because it's boring as fuck to talk yeah, about. Whatever you want
0: to do. If if they want to, my thing is is like if people that are into your project listen to this and they're like, well, he talked about struggle like the whole time, and then yeah. he didn't even let you talk about anything about. Yeah, no, that's so, like, fine, man. You know, that's so. Fine.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, let me, let me talk a little bit about it and then Mm -hmm. um, we can talk some hip hop with it. You know, there's a lot of hip hop. That's, that's the, the, the core um, influence with my project. It's called CBM family. And if you're a hip hop fan, you know, that that's a nod to Bobito's radio station in the nineties, CM family. That was a hip hop radio station in New York city. Mm-hmm. And I always loved that name, even before NFTs, before whatever. I always loved the Family MCM family. I used to have a lot of their freestyles, and albums, and stuff. Um, but, anyways, that's a nod to Bobito's radio station. And at the core, like this is hip hop influence. Right. It's got eight characters that that I created. It, it's a. It's got a universe. We have writers on our team that are creating lore. They're creating the universe, the storyline, um, and that's fun for me, man, because now i'm not you know the artwork for the the nft portion of it is pretty much finished now i'm just creating fun shit to build this world you know if you follow me on instagram or twitter once a week leading up to our first mint i'm releasing a a piece of lore from the storyline and from the the cbm family and world so it's a new piece of art every week that has a little backstory to it so you get to learn a little bit about the world as we near closer to the Mint. And that's the fun part about this, man, is we're creating the next Avengers or the next, um, you know, plug in whatever your favorite uh, graphic novel or, or or movie is here. We're creating the storyline for something like that. Right. And not only that, you know, with this this collection, I'm able to create my own clothing line. You know, so I'm I'm creating the clothes for these characters, the sneakers that, that they might wear, the vehicles that they might drive. We're we're creating our own link la- uh language and slang. And that shit's just so much fun. You know, it's like I'm I'm twelve years old again, like yep. drawing comments
0: in my bedroom. <laughs> man, I'm the way you know? that you're talking about this right now, bro, is like how I yeah. feel when we do the VR stuff. Like yeah. when I we, we did this cool thing, man, where Chris like I was so excited about this because again, it's like what you're saying, like you have all these ideas and now we finally have a way to like, be able to connect them and umbrella them or where right. like, so, um, our project also very hip hop influenced. Um, you know, we, uh, that's how the, that's how the podcast has been. Like, we're still going to carry that over. Yeah. Um, my boy Eddie is from Chicago and he has what I like to call Chicago energy. Okay. Um. He's very. He's I don't very. Know about
1: that Chicago energy. What's that about? Explain. Chicago.
0: So like, I I used to have a boy that um would come over to my house. Like I I lived in outside of Chicago for a bit, and I had okay. a boy that would come over to my house, and I'd be hanging out in my room, and I'd just be sitting there on the computer or whatever, and all of a sudden on the door I would hear, <laughs> and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" The and feds. Like, and, yeah, and I'd get up and I'd go to walk over and I'd open the, up the door a crack, and you go what's up motherfucker and like push the door open oh, and walk wow. through the door and then he would be like what you up to what you up to motherfucker oh, wow. you just in here fucking chilling i'm okay. like yeah man i'm just chilling and like he's my boy so like i'm not like yo get the fuck out you yeah can't do that. but like we definitely had some run-ins and shit because sure. like his chicago energy it just sure. it was just like that so um chief Keith. Uh, the rapper, yep. Yep. Um, he has that intro for Love Sosa, where where the kid in the beginning of the intro to me, he has Chicago energy. Okay, where he's talking about Chief Keef, and he's like, "Y'all motherfuckers don't know about Chief Keef. This <laughs> motherfuckers out here, he really killed these motherfuckers. He's on Lamron. He's chilling with Reese <laughs> and them. Like, yo, he'll kill yeah. y'all motherfucker. You know." So I hit up my boy Eddie, and I'm like, "Yo, I need you to use your Chicago energy on this shit, and um, and do the Chief Keef intro." But, but talk about Shrug Life and Four Things, yeah. like GM. And he's oh, like, all cool. right, bet, I got you. Yeah. So he did the he did the intro, and he sends it over to me, and that's exactly what it is. Like, y'all, yeah. y'all motherfuckers don't know about Four Things. Y'all don't know yeah. about GM. He's been out here, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what we did was – now, you know how Spider-Man – like, in the NFT scene, Spider-Man is like a memeable character at this point. He's not even Spider-Man. Like, you can just put him in random things. Right. And people just – you know, he's just right. – he's, he's relatable to those memes, you know. Yeah. So <clears> – <throat> In VR, you can choose different avatars and stuff like that. So I I know that there I figured there was a Spider-Man avatar, you know. So I choose a Spider-Man Avatar. I go and I sit in a car in, in virtual reality. Um, I, I'm being recorded. My girlfriend's recording me. She's the camera person for this. Uh. She records me in VR and I'm sitting in the car as Spider-Man and I'm playing the, the, uh, the Eddie audio of my boy Eddie doing the, the, yeah. the, the Chicago shit. And I'm doing all the hand motions. So I'm doing <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like bugging out of my chair and I'm like, you know, clapping my hands and like shrugging and falling back in my chair. And, and you can see all that in VR. Yeah. So when you put it all together, it's like a great little skit or whatever and like to me i was like oh this is perfect but like i don't even know really where to put this like where am i what am i going to do with this so like what i did was during these segments with freehand like at the end of at the end of like the first segment i'm like all right y'all um four things my name is gm and we'll be right back uh we're hanging out with freehand profit and it and it fades out and now it fades in to a segment like that. Like one of those little things that we do that are those little stupid ideas that we have that are funny or whatever. And now it goes into that, like it's a commercial and at the end of it, it fades out and it, and and I'm there and I'm like, uh, yo, what up everybody? We're back hanging out with free profit. And like, we continue the interview. So it's like, a, we're creating a fucking yeah. show, yeah, you know? And like, that's all I've ever wanted in my whole life. Like when yeah. I was in high school, like we were, we were given an assignment to do like, you know, create something and yeah. we created a, a radio show. Like yeah. that's what that's we wanted to do. that's the fun stuff,
1: man. That's the fun element of it. It's like, uh, you know, the, the stuff I've been doing for so long, um, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard, you know, I don't know. I think back on it. It's like there were, there were times like where I definitely enjoyed it. But I think unless it's truly coming from you and from, you know, your ideas completely, Mm -hmm. then I, I I personally never um, felt so attached to the work I was creating because at the end of the day, it's, you know, I'm either getting commissioned or paid by an agency or, or somebody else to create their ideas, you know, and, and that's why, you know, once it was done, I was like, okay, now on to the next thing. And just like a little piece of me died every time I was doing somebody else's work, and yep. now, in and and maybe it's not the NFT thing. Maybe maybe it's just the idea that that it that it allows us to um, potentially become you know pretty well off if a project does well. But I think it gives us the opportunity to just say like, hey create your best stuff and put it somewhere for people to see and, and potentially co- collect. And, um, you know, I think a lot of artists and creatives, I think we're pleasers. We, we aim to please. So this is, this is the perfect setup for us to create and potentially do well off of, um, you know, uh, the, the amount of money I've seen some of my friends make, would it, would it, um, equate to 10 years of work? for some of us you know and they're they're making this in a matter of like two months Mm -hmm. and then that even that idea allows for more creative freedom you know then then i mean you you're almost making like i mean maybe you're not making fuck you money but you're making more money than you would have Um, oh yeah yeah that's yeah and and, and i hate to and i hate to like land on the the monetary aspect of this thing but i mean it's hard not to you you see the money that's i mean it's just stupid money every month is being pumped into this nft world um but yeah man at the end of the day it's just allowing artists to 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 do what they want say what they want build what they want and uh i mean that's that's the ultimate goal for all of us is just do what what the fuck we want to do
0: I agree with you, man. That's exactly like, like as I go through this thing and as I kind of realize the amount of, because like I said, like when we first launched this shrug life thing, like I wasn't like, oh, we got to do, we got to add utility. We got to do this. We got to do yeah. that. We got to give them songs. We got to give that, you know. Yeah. Now that I'm doing it though, people are like, well, you know, what, what's the utility? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you guys want? Like, I I got like producers that I know. I got rappers that I know. I got artists that I know. I got VR content. I got like, what, I mean, really like, what do you guys want? Utility is
1: important. I will say that. Yeah. You did ask me that question. I forgot to answer it. I have a tendency to kind of go. That's
0: all right. It happens.
1: Um, But yeah, the, the utility, um, we actually just got a, a new project manager, um, who came on board and really restructured, you know, it, it, everything. He, he comes from a corporate world, but just a hip hop head living in the corporate world, which is hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came in and just restructured everything like a brand, like a, like a fortune 500 company. Right. And really set us on the right path um, that, you know, projects like this, I mean, structure and organization is everything. If you right. don't have a plan, if you don't have um, certain things in place, then it ultimately ends up just being a project with cool art. You right. know, you need all these things in place. And that's why it's important to get these guys on board or these women on board um, to help out with, with this thing where we're creatives. We, we really don't consider this stuff a lot of the times. Right. So He, he, he pumped in a lot. We have a plan for utility, Um, I'll, I'll speak on that real quick. Speaking of hip hop, you know, and this is why I wanted to come on here. Um, I've done cover art for everybody under the sun, like the last 10 years. If you look at my Instagram and and see, you know, who I associate with and who I've worked with and who follows me and this and that, I just have, you know, hip hop has, has been my, my big brother for a long time. And it's funny. Like I think about it, it's like, well, maybe all of that in the past was leading up to this point. Yes. You know, it it makes total sense that I've worked and gained these relationships and you probably feel the same. It's like, there's a reason for this and maybe it's for, you know, maybe it's even for something to come after this. I don't know, but it just makes Mm -hmm. sense right now to bring these guys on board who I've developed relationships with and, and team up. So we're doing with the collection, we're doing 10 animated one of ones, of our first character, which is Goonie. He's he's the guy with the, the 90s boombox on his head. You know, um, he's a little street punk. He's a loud mouth kid, slick talker. Uh, he's the mascot for the CBM family and for the family. He's, he's the spokesperson for this project. He's gonna be our first drop. And with that, we're doing 10 animated versions of him with select producer beats in the background. So I've got people like Marco Polo sending me beats. I've got dope. Lockhead. I've got um, Apollo Brown. I've got Future yeah, Wave, dope. who is a new up-and-coming producer from Canada, who's, who's incredible. Um, do you, uh,
0: do you, uh, are you familiar with Frankie Dukes?
1: Frankie. Frankie from where?
0: Frankie Dukes. Frank Dukes.
1: Oh yeah, Frank Dukes. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: He's he's uh he's been getting into the NFT space a lot more okay. uh, lately. You might want to reach out to him Yeah,
1: maybe. I definitely will. Yeah, we I mean that's the thing with this. It's like that it, it, we speak about potential with this space. I mean, me and the team have been discussing about creating our own record label okay. with this project. I mean, there's just so many avenues to explore with this shit. It's incredible. Not to um Hip hop, obviously, a major influence with this project. But the other things um, that I loved growing up was street culture, streetwear, fashion, and yep. hoops. Uh, yep. Basketball was one of my first loves, and that's a you heavy, a fan? heavy theme in this in this project. You a Knicks fan? No, come thing. on, it's man. Like, I grew up. I grew up watching the Bulls play the Knicks.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, I was of a players' so fan. Um, you know, so, I had my guys. I was never like diehard with a team. Obviously, I love the Bulls in the 90s with MJ and everybody. Right. But, it, it, you know, the last 20 or so years, I live in Philly. I obviously, I always pull for the Sixers. Iverson right. was the man, of course. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, but I always had my guys, you know, like uh, White Chocolate, Jason Williams was my guy.
0: Right. Iverson right.
1: was my guy. Derek Rose was my guy. Um, Just that New York City style point guard, I love. I love that.
0: Yeah, man. The the Knicks made a trade today, and they got Cam Reddish to come in for uh, who? For Kevin Knox. Oh boy! Oh boy! They still got Kemba, though, right? Yep, they still they got, got Kemba. Kemba. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like they kept everybody. The only thing they got rid of was was uh, was Kevin Knox, and they got rid of a pick that was from like Charlotte or something like that, like one of these random picks we've been stockpiling. Yeah. So
1: they got to get shit together, man. It's it, oh,
0: if, we've talk been about playing. a
1: team that's long overdue. I mean, get some players in there, and it's it oh. funny because. You know, you see LeBron and everybody going to LA. Well, what about New York? I mean, it's the media. the
0: The the media in New York is so shit. That anytime we get any any decent player here, like even Randall, like Randall's not even like I'm not even gonna say Randall's like an amazing player, but the fact is, is that um he's been playing the best ball of his life. Yeah, he still gets ragged on by their media, and he still gets you know what I mean. So like nobody wants to come here and deal with that shit. Yeah. Um, I think I actually like RJ Barrett has turned a huge corner over the like in this past season and last season, and even from the other night they played the Celtics and that motherfucker hit a three at the buzzer off the off the backboard uh, to win the game. And ever since then, bro, he's been going off. He had back to back thirty point games these last two games. Wow! They just brought in Cam Reddish now, and so him and Cam played together at Duke or whatever. So like they're you know so they're they're gonna be hitting the court ready to play. Okay, like. I think what happened was Randall's been having a little bit of a tough season, just like a little bit. And RJ's been going off. And yeah. I think what happened is I think that there's been an adjustment somewhere along the line. I don't know if it's like unspoken or if it's something in the locker room that they talked yeah. about. But like this team is now RJ's team. Yeah. Like it's not Randall's team anymore. Yeah. Like, Randall, I think, realizes that. And he's like he, – I think at first he's, he was really he's frustrated. out. Yeah, and and now I think he's starting to realize like, oh, this kid can do it. Like yeah, he right. can actually do this, and and, and that's it, what they're starting to learn.
1: And it's funny because Barrett Barrett's game never excited me.
0: You know, no, it I don't, don't, no it's not exciting.
1: It's 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 it, he he's he's thorough. He's he's efficient. Um, yep. He'll get the job done. But just watching him, it's like watching fucking George uh, Micah or yep. Mike and
0: yeah, yeah, do I know layup drills. Yeah. You know what
1: yep. I mean? It's like, uh, okay, Uh, I don't know. For a New York player, he doesn't strike me as like a New York-style player to me. But I don't know. You know, as long as they get the job done, I think he still needs help. Yep. Um, they need to get another, just um, you know, a, a, a blue chip type of player in there to back up Kemba and RJ and everybody else. But
0: I wouldn't even be mad if, um, if they honestly, if they traded Randall and brought in that blue chip guy off of yeah. the Randall trade, like I'd be okay with that as long yeah. as was, like we were we were bringing in like a, like and honestly, Kemba's not like he's had some good games this year, but he hasn't been playing nearly as well as I expected him to, yeah. and, like as much as I hope. So like even if they brought in like a like a blue chip point point guard or whatever that was, like, a a, a real legit point guard or whatever, yeah. I'd be okay with that, too, you know, because yeah. we have Obi Toppin, and, like, I'm not saying that Obi is, like, as good as Randall, but he showed a lot of promise, and this sure. year he's been fucking great. Like, the the way you're talking about, like, explosive players and, yeah. and stuff, Obi's been jumping out of the gym. Like, sure. he's been going crazy. So, like, yep. I think he could hold down that spot. It's just they have to – Thibodeau doesn't like to, to trust the younger guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So – I think that's the biggest problem. So it's like we're gonna have a hard time finding those younger guys for the spot. It's it's yeah
1: it's it's I don't know man it's it's a funny funny situation. I don't know if it's, it's gonna be some time. It's uh, you know it, it, I think they're they're playing better than they have in years. You know oh they, yeah
0: for sure. They definitely
1: brought the excitement back a little bit, but now it's like it's up to the front office to get some actual you know prospects in there to get the to start filling the seats and and you know maybe turn that 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 media. Um, negativity around, and, and you know you I, you just need some different style players in there to to change that. But who knows? I'm not a fucking
0: no. I feel you. <laughs> you know they have they have a lot of they have a lot of really good like young talent right now in terms of like they have like Emmanuel Qu- quicklys like a guy who I would never expect he turned into like he is the player that he is right now but he's yeah. been he's fucking real fun to watch like yeah. he, like there's certain guys on that team that are like a lot of oh, a lot for of sure. fun but again it's like the media just it's like they yeah. just focus on the negative or whatever and like and you, yeah, know. you
1: need to, you, I, think I think like this day in basketball like this era you need that excitement to help mm-hmm. drive everything else and and put everything else in, in into place like maybe maybe Kemba would pick it up if he had like a, you know, somebody to to you know, I think he he's the kind of player that will rise to um to the to, to the occasion. Right. You know, right if right. there's somebody else playing at a higher level, I think then Kemba will rise to that level. I think you just need to 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 um surround those kind of players with that kind of talent to
0: you and know, the attitude probably has something to do with it too it's like that thing we were saying with Randall like if he's all bummed out all the time and shit like that like it's hard yeah. for Kemba to get in a groove with him where yeah. he's throwing him alleys or anything yeah, like that. because he's, he's not even yeah he's not even trying to hit the yep. rim yep. but like Obi goes in there that's what I'm saying is like Obi goes in there and he's arm up the entire fucking game like oh, he's yeah. ready you know what yeah. I mean so it's like that's what sometimes that's just what you need I
1: can't imagine like I played basketball my whole life I can't mm-hmm. imagine you know playing with a group of guys for like two seasons and then going to another completely different city playing with a new group of guys trying to get the feel of those guys i can't imagine what
0: i try to explain that to my girl a lot where like i try to explain to her that like you know because she's not into basketball at all like this is the first time that she's ever even bothered with like really any of it so like i try to explain to her like when somebody gets traded To us at the surface, we just see them pop up in, like, a new city with a new jersey on, you know, and you're just like, oh, they're just on a new team. But, like, what you don't realize is, is like, they're packing their bags, like, they got to move, like, they have their family that they got to move, they got to buy a new house, they got to, like, it's a full fucking process for these guys. It's a nobody ever. Yeah, but nobody ever covers that. and It's like nope. imagine if you get traded and then three months later you get traded again in like a package deal and like you just moved like your entire yeah. family or whatever. And these, and and now, and, and these guys are crazy, 20, bro.
1: 26 years old. Right, years right, right. Old. They're kids. Like, yep. I, you know, I was my – I was I was that age and I couldn't figure my life out. I was drinking at the bar every, you know, five days yep. out of the week. I wasn't thinking about w- what I'm going to invest my millions of dollars in and where I'm going to move my family next and what house I'm going to buy. Right. You know, on top of performing at a top level in basketball, it's just crazy. It's just a crazy expectation um, for, 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 for like a young athlete like that. But anyways.
0: Oh, 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 oh. I just thought of something. Sorry. I don't mean to – Chris, this is big. Yeah. I just thought about this. Yeah. Holy shit. Nick's just brought in Cam Reddish. Zion's unhappy in fucking New oh, Orleans.
1: Uh-oh. See – Oh. Wasn't he supposed to go there originally
0: anyway? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was originally hyped up that the Knicks there were going to be, go. you know, that they were going to pick that, him. That's, and then, what, that's what you need. That's oh, that's the fucking need. move. I got to – um, oh, man. After yeah. I get off this, I got to call my boy who's, like, a huge Knicks fan because yeah. he hasn't mentioned this to me yet, and I know when I say this to him, he's going to be like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, like
1: Zion's the type you need.
0: Because I sent him a picture of, uh, of RJ, Cam, and Zion, and, like, he didn't say anything back or whatever. But, yeah, that's the – it just clicked for me that, like yeah. – that's such a fucking play to be Kemba able to get Zion.
1: And, yeah, Kemba and Zion would be oh, a nightmare.
0: The whole thing is going to be crazy. <laughs> like, that's such a good pitch. Yeah, like, that's man. the pitch. Like, just come home and play with your boys. Come home, skinny. <laughs> yeah. Come home, skinny black. Yeah, man. Oh, I love it. Um, that's awesome. I'm hype.
1: I hope that, uh, I hope that pans out.
0: Thank you. Me too, man. It's been a long. I've been a Knicks fan since the '90s. Diehard Knicks fan. I'm not a. I'm not a players guy. I was. I was a big Jordan guy. Yep. Um. I was a big Charlotte Hornets, uh, Orlando Magic guy. Like when you know, kid. Like when they came out with the starter jackets and all that. But then after, like one time, I watched the Knicks play the Magic, and the Knicks beat the shit out of the Magic. And I was like, "These are the guys. They play like this every night. I want to watch these guys." Have
1: you recently watched? Do Do yourself. Do do watch this. Like watch an old Knicks game from the '90s. Oh my god, it's brutal. It's (laughs) raw. It's brutal. Charles Oakley. Watch yep. Anthony Mason. Yeah, and wonder how these guys are professional basketball. Charles players. Smith.
0: Charles Smith was sent out there just to punch people in the face. Holy like shit.
1: they can barely dribble, dude.
0: Yeah, that's. I, that, I'm telling you, I, they're doing the
1: crab dribble
0: until they yep. get it close enough to the
1: rim to dunk it. It's like. Who gave you a fucking contract?
0: That's the other thing that I try to tell my girl is that um is that when you watch basketball it looks beautiful at the surface like you're like oh these yeah. guys are just like floating around hitting now jumpers you know beautiful. whatever. Well no but even but even even then though I know what you're saying but because especially with like rule changes and stuff but like yeah. I'm saying like when you look at like people at the surface of it like when you watch Steph Curry go over a screen or whatever and he catches yeah. the ball and he hits a three you're like yeah. oh that was that was beautiful like that yep. was such an easy thing. But when you slow it down and you look at the amount of people that are getting knocked around oh, yeah. during that play, like getting elbows thrown in their chest, like yeah. people getting hit in the back, like all this other shit, yeah. so like all you see is like Steph Curry hitting like a like a beautiful three yeah. with nobody around him. But yeah. when you go back and you look at it, you're like, oh my god, yeah, like that guy that got picked the fuck up. You know yeah, what I mean? That
1: pick, that blindsided. right, right, right,
0: right. And so I, <laughs> I try to point that out to my girl, where I'm like, those are. That's the reason why basketball is real physical. Because yeah, you think man. about it, you have like a six two guy out there that's trying to run around with a bunch of guys that are like six foot ten, six foot eleven or whatever. Yep. And like if they get hit or clipped or whatever, like it's it, it they don't just like those big guys don't take it easy on the little yeah, guys just because they're little. Like shit.
1: Yeah you yeah, feel they're like gonna it's funny I, I grew up with hockey players in my family and around me and you know they hockey players I mean hockey players are some of the craziest guys I've ever come oh, yeah. across.
0: Them and well, drummers.
1: Oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Them exactly. and drummers and they, you know, they'd always comment or, or or say basketball was like a sissy sport or whatever. Right. And, and, and my brother played hockey and, and I'd come home more bloody than he would most days. You know, I had my teeth go through my lip in a basketball game. Um, and, and you know, just, just for like driving the lane for a layup or something. Yep. I mean, it's a physical, physical sport because, you know, no well, padding. Yeah. And, the, and there's no padding and, yeah. um, you know, depending on where you play or who you who you play against, it can get real, real aggressive and physical. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the greatest game on on earth, man. I love it.
0: We covered hip hop. We covered NFTs. We covered sports. Yep. Um, I don't think there was anything else on the uh, on the list. This was, <laughs> Chris. This was a, a a good time for me because, yeah, like me I said, too, I. I haven't been able to do this like I've been doing these Twitter spaces for the last like month and um, we'll talk about I'll talk about those more on the uh, on the next episode for sure. people if I remember because Twitter spaces are a whole another planet than it's another uh, podcast like I love this because you and I can can talk. We can, you know, we get along. Everything's good. Yeah. Twitter spaces can get kind of crazy, and like I I like it because it like we have a <laughs> we have a member of the community here that popped into the Twitter space under uh, under an alias basically, and he has a voice that he uses. He's, oh, that's funny. He's he's the board. He's the gentleman board ape, and okay. he uh, he pumps everybody's bags. But but his whole gimmick is that he leaves you holding the bags. Ah, oh, that's um, funny. So he comes in and he goes, Good morning. And I go, Oh, good morning, board ape. How's the floor doing today? And he goes, It's good. We're just pumping the cadoodles today. We're gonna lo- <laughs> we're gonna dump it on all the idiots that are sitting here holding all the bags. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Have a good morning, wag my, wag my. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's just a big dummy, and like I don't know. We've been able to incorporate stuff like that, which is really cool for me because I really like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's just it's I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Like said, you know, it's, it's, it's weird base.
1: because and not to stay on it too long, but yeah. it's it is weird because you're it, it's got to be on your phone. You can't you can't do it on the on the computer. Right, number one. Right. so you're looking at your profile picture or whatever if you're on the spaces and your mic's on. And nobody's really supposed to talk or interject while you talk. So it's basically like one person talking for however long and then it stops. That's what happens to the next person and then I talk, the next person. And I talk weird.
0: forever because like, that's just that. I mean, I'm yeah. a talker. Like, yeah. that's just what I am, if you haven't yeah. noticed. But what happens is I try to take breaks in between to let people talk and nobody chimes in. And I'm just yeah. like. Yeah, and then mm. it's radio silence. Hey, it's yes, and I weird. hate that. That's my fucking tell. enemy You're doing podcast stuff. I'm like, get out of here. I don't want yeah. that silence. So I just keep rambling and rambling. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, somebody will jump in or I'll call on somebody. Like I, I, I've I, gotten kind of – you know, we had, we had a room the other night where we got bum rushed by 17 soccer players. <laughs> um, we were in there. There were like three of us in there just hanging out, just bullshit and talking or whatever. And all of a sudden, this one guy comes in and he's got a um, – he's got a, a soccer – profile picture and he and he wants to be a speaker right away and i'm like ah oh, shit like what's this what's going on here uh, <laughs> and i noticed that another like 15 people file in the room right behind him and i'm like all right his name was chris also i go all right chris what do you what do you got for me what's going on he goes hey uh hey mate i uh i just screenshotted your NFT. i go oh all right did you get all three of us because if you got all three of us then that like that would make sense and he goes yeah, I've got all three. I screenshotted all you NFTs. Uh, I got all three. They're mine now. I go, no, I, I go no, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure you weren't wasting your time by just getting one of them. Like you, you know, you should get all three. And he's like, Yeah, no, I screenshotted them. They're mine now. And uh, and all his friends are like now, like like doing like the crying laughing emojis and like they're requesting to speak and all this other stuff. So I bring up another one and I'm like, All right, I'll bring up another one of you guys. Like, what's going on, buddy? And he goes, Hey, uh, hey, hey, mate, hey, Chelsea fucking sucks, mate. Oh, and um, man. and I go, I go, no, no, no. You got to say it with your chest if you're going to say it. And he's yeah. like, Chelsea fucking sucks, mate. Yeah. And I go, all right. Okay. All right. We got that. All right. So now on to the next one. Who else wants to come up? And I just started like mowing them down basically. Yeah. Where, And then eventually after like 20 minutes, bro, I was like, all right, guys, look, I, I put everybody on mute and I was like, all right, everybody just give me one second. I said, look, we know what you're doing right now we know this we've seen this before we get what you're doing with the screenshotting nfts and all that kind of stuff we're trying to explain to you all we're going to say is, is that uh, you know there's utility to these things if you if it's like going to cvs you buy a uh, you buy something they give you a receipt it has digital code on it and then you can scan that digital code, and you get you know rebates off or whatever. Like yeah. that's that's an NFT. And I was like, so you know, if you guys want to talk about that or whatever, I was like, that's fine. If uh, if you want to keep playing FIFA, making imaginary money on an imaginary market yeah, right. that doesn't make you anything, right. that's fine. I said that's how I learned about NFTs and shit like that. I said, but other than that, what you are doing right now with you thinking you're trolling and thinking that you're you're so cutting edge and next level and whatever. Yeah. You're really not any of that shit. So yeah. if you have anything you want to say, that's fine. I said, I just want to let you know, like we're in on the joke and it's, it's, it's just whatever at this point. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, bro, I just watched the people file out of the room, like yeah, just course. doom, 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 doom. And yeah. I'm like, there you go. Like that's, yeah. that's how you handle them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and that's how, how, you, how you host. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's crowd control. That's what yeah. I, a lot of com- comedians learn that real quick in, the, in yep. their career, how to, how to you know, deal with hecklers and stupid shit like that. And that's all that is. It's just people wanting to be heard and stay their stupid shit for whoever's willing to listen for a short period of time. But, you know, there's no substance to whatever. Yep. But, so um
0: yeah. let the people know, Chris, if you could, let the people know where they can get a hold of you. They can follow sure. the project. Um, anything you want to let them know about uh, now is the time to do that.
1: Sure. So the project is called CBM family lamb. Um, the website is being re- revamped at the moment, but you can see the current stage. It's it's CBM um, Twitter CBM family And then you can follow me on Instagram at Chris B Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. And, uh, that's pretty much it. We're looking to mint our first piece, probably end of February, early March. And, uh, we're, we're putting the pieces together for it now. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout for that. And, uh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Had fun.
0: Of course, brother. We, yeah. um, we appreciate you coming through. Sure. Uh, for, and by the way, uh, people do have to check out Chris's work because his, his art is really fucking dope. Like I like just scanning the, uh, the Instagram timeline and all that, like regardless of the project or anything else, like the fact is, is like, yeah, you know, just support dope artists and dope people or whatever. Dope creatives and shit. Thank you, and man. I appreciate that's that. That's what it is. Yep. Um, so anybody that's listening, you can follow me over at Four Things Podcast. Um, again, my name is GM. That's that's been my name for twenty years. It's not going to change. Uh, when everybody gets sick and tired of the GM GM thing, like that's still going to be my name. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, check me out over at Four Things Podcast. You can check out Shrug Life over at ShrugLife.xyz. Or we uh, xyz we are minting now. Um, 0.04444 for one shrug, 0.16 for a pack of four. Um, There's 13 different artists involved with this thing. Uh, We have 16 original Shrug Life members that are getting 1% each of the final sales when we sell out. Um, We're building the community uh, day by day, um, week by week. Um, And really, honestly, it's been year by year and a decade now. But, uh, but on Twitter, if you want to check us out when we're doing the Twitter spaces, you can jump in there. Um, one thing that I, I did want to mention to you real quick, Chris, that I would recommend for your project uh, mm-hmm. when you guys get, you know, in the right space or, you know, when you want to do this or whatever, I would highly recommend that you hold some Twitter spaces and promote them on your Instagram if you want to get those people involved that might not be involved in the scene. Yeah. Because that's one thing that I've noticed with us doing these Twitter spaces um like a couple of weeks ago sunny digital came into the twitter space and hung out and mm-hmm. talked about nfts and shit um idris elba came into the the twitter space uh, a couple of weeks ago and talked about nfts and stuff nice. like that um dj semtex came into the twitter space and talked about like these are all people that follow me on twitter um some of them like miss peaches came in today she was uh she's she did the intros for uh, outcast on southern playlist oh, okay. okay. so like these are people that I've I've grown connections with. And I know you're in the same kind of situation yeah. where you've yeah. had these these connections. You want to incorporate them, but you gotta find a way to be able to have the conversation with them. Yeah. Um, I found that Twitter spaces is a really good way to do that, where if these people are interested, they'll stumble into your room. Sure. And then you can kind of have the conversation with them there. And then that kind of opens them up to it and warms them up. The only thing yeah. that sucks. Just real quick, the only thing that sucks is that I've been having to do Twitter Spaces for like five hours a day for the last like fucking four weeks, and and it's
1: it's just, it's just like mind sucking. It just takes so much out of you. But, but yeah, that's the trick is getting people over. You know, I think I I might just start um, doing um, live live um, chats on my Instagram and just that'd be a good way too. just kind of explaining yep. people you know that, that are unsure just tell them what it is meet me over here and then we'll you know we'll talk some more about it but yeah that's definitely the the goal right now is to get people
0: over because you have the uh the hip-hop thing going already I will offer you this if you ever need a host for anything um yeah. just let me know
1: absolutely man we have um yeah. a podcast we're putting in in place right now and a space is in place called cbm Family. Well, so we're just gonna call it Family Am Radio. Yeah, you know. So that's gonna be the new podcast for the. Can you
0: make me a promise, please? Yeah, just one promise. Yeah, if you if you're gonna do a podcast, could you just make sure you do at least ten episodes? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm asking. Is yeah, okay. yeah. everybody announces that they're going to do a podcast and they do like three episodes and they're just like, "Oh yeah, I decided it was just a lot of work. I didn't want to do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is a lot of fucking work. So even, the, even just,
1: if the even if the last seven episodes are just me breathing, I promise you, I'll just do I'll do ten, just episodes. like
0: thirty minutes long to forty five minutes long episodes, Ten, 10 <laughs> of them, and then just call it a wrap and finish yeah. it out and just be yeah. like, "All right, I'm never going to do a podcast again." I hit ten, <laughs> like that's fine. But yeah. I'm just trying to create some kind of stand standard around here where it's like if you're gonna say you're doing a podcast just do, a do podcast. it like yeah just yeah. fucking do it like because yeah. it's the same thing with rappers like if a rapper came out was like yo i'm dropping an album i'm doing this i'm doing that and then they dropped <laughs> like three singles everybody's yeah. gonna be like yo where's the fucking album at yeah so like for me it's the same thing where it's like yo if you're gonna say you're gonna do it then do that shit and i'm, right. I'm sure it's gonna be dope like i'm I, that's yeah. not at all what i'm saying i'm just yeah, saying yeah. Just fucking do it.
1: Oh yeah, we follow through over here, but Let's I know what go. you mean. I've I've got friends who said they're they're, they're going to put out put out an album for the last twenty years, and I'm still mm-hmm. waiting on that album. So exactly. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I, I'm I'm looking out for you as much as I'm looking out for me in the <laughs> podcasting here. You know what I, I mean? Appreciate it, man. So, all right, brother. Um, so everybody can go check those things out. Chris, again, I appreciate you coming through. Likewise, um, stick yeah. around for one second when I uh, when I close this out. Just don't go anywhere. Sure. Um, everybody, uh, I appreciate you. Shrug life, baby. We're out here. Peace.